evening, everyone. Welcome to Hope International Ministries. Welcome to our Bread of Life Bible study. Um, as those of you are coming on our YouTube and Facebook uh, channel, and those of you that are on our conference line, I do pray that you had a wonderful day today. Amen. We prayed this morning, uh, believing that we would have a victorious, peace, peaceable day. And we would not let the enemy steal our joy, our peace. Amen. Take us somewhere uh, stress and, and all of that stuff. Amen. We're going to stay in the spirit, as Florence said. We're going to stay in the spirit. And so I believe today that you had a victorious day. And so we're going to get started on tonight. Um, we're going to open up with a word of prayer. And then we're going to dive right into our lesson. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you on tonight. We bless you right now, Lord. We bless you right now, Father. We thank you for this opportunity to come before your people, O God. We thank you for this teaching on tonight, Lord. Father, it is our prayer that this uh, word, this seed would fall on a good soil, the good soil of the hearts of your people, O God. We pray that it would manifest, that it would grow, it would produce in their lives. Father, we pray that it becomes so practical to them that they're able, Lord God, uh, to replicate it in their lives, Lord, that it, that it be able to put it to use and that they would see, oh God, the blessing. They would see the manifestation of your word. God, I thank you on tonight. We invite uh, the presence of Holy Spirit to magnify, to magnify and manifest himself among us on tonight. We pray that everything that is said and everything done, Lord, that it would bring you glory, Lord, that you would be pleased on tonight. Now, Lord, have your way in us, through us, uh, have your way, oh God, and the discussions, oh God, the ideas of as they come forth, Lord, just have your way and let this word on tonight, let it be life giving, Lord God. May it raise the conscience of some people. May, may it make us ponder and think about, Lord God, your word and, and what has been taught on tonight. That, Lord God, that we would be better, Lord. And, and, and God, I, I ask it, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that it be so on tonight. In the name of Jesus, I do pray. Amen, 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 amen. Amen and amen. Good evening, mm -hmm. Michelle. Good evening, uh, Jackie Lynn Banks on tonight. Um, and uh, we want to get started on tonight. Uh, I know it, 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 we can't, we, I'm going to say we deviated from spirit, soul, and body. We will go back next week if the Lord said so. But this, this teaching on tonight, um, it, I don't even know what to say. Um, it really, it really ministered to my heart. It ministered to me. And it also made me look at my heart um, and my life to examine it even the more. And so I was like, Lord, again, I'm like, is this message for me or am I to share this message on Sunday or how do you want me to do it? And the Lord said, share it on tonight. So we're deviating a little bit from um, the series uh, to teach on tonight, eternal decisions, eternal decisions. Now I need you, whole oh, Father, Holy Spirit, um, to really, again, to open your heart and, and, and really to allow the Holy ghost to minister this word to your heart. If, if it's not to condemn prophetess flow is not to do any of that, but I pray that it, 
it does what it did in me. It just made me look at things, things that I did in, in, uh, in, in, in years past. Mm-hmm. And even now, you know, just to, to look at my heart, amen. Examine my heart and my motives. Amen. And so mm-hmm. this is the lesson on tonight. If I get to talking too much, Cause I'm trying to get everything in because I do have to meet someone this evening. So if I, if I'm going too fast, by all means, stop me, um, say what you need to say. Cause I might be going a little, little fast on tonight. Amen. So eternal decisions, um, you're moving a lot. Um, prophetess, you want me to mute you? Cause I hear your, your mic is, yeah, thank you. Um, eternal decisions. Um, I want you to think about this, um, compared to, to eternity, right? And we know eternity means without beginning or end. In other words, it's lasting forever. And so compared to eternity, um, I would say that this present life and the Bible says it as well, is just the vapor. It's just a mist. You know, people are here today, they're gone tomorrow, right? It's just like they just faded out of, of existence on, on this side um, of eternity. And so the Bible tells us that, that our life is, is like a vapor. It's like a mist. But, but even more accurate, uh, uh, Elder Banks, even more accurate, um, I would say that this life is nothing. And, and I say this um, for, for simple um, mathematics, uh, maybe illustrations, any finite number divided by infinity, right? Eternity goes on and on and on is zero. Mm -hmm. So 99 or a hundred years compared to eternity equals nothing. (laughs) <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? So you're on this earth for 50 years. You're on this earth for 70 years. You're on this earth for a hundred or over a hundred years, right? If we're looking at mm-hmm. infinity, that means nothing. That's just a drop. I said this once. It's just a little drop, like a pin drop <laughs> in eternity. Amen. So in mm-hmm. light of this, knowing this and that comparison, I would say, and, and I would, and I would really, really, really ponder and spend time with the Lord and the Holy Spirit in light of this reality that we're talking about, that I just introduced to you, I would say that it is very wise to prepare for the everlasting. What we do, we prepare for now. <laughs> we're preparing now while we're here on earth. But when you look at your time spent on earth, in, 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 in light of eternity, this is nothing. Amen. So it would behoove us instead of putting all of our effort here, right. To gain all of the things and, you know, do all the things, right. It would be wise for us to prepare for the everlasting. And so the decision Jesus makes over each of us Listen to me clearly. The decision that Jesus makes over each of us at the judgment seat. Amen. They're going to be eternal. Mm -hmm. The decision when you stand before God, right? To get your reward, it will be Mm -hmm. eternal. 
It will be eternal. And so go with me to um, Hebrews, Hebrews 6, 1 and 2. Hebrews 6, 1 and 2. This is out of the New King James. Hebrews 6, verses 1 and 2. It says, therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Verse two of the doctrine of baptism, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead. And here's the part you underline and of eternal judgment. So when you stand before God, where all the believers, all the believers, those who are saved will stand at the judgment seat. You don't want to go to the great white throne. I told you that that's where the unbelievers are going. We go to the judgment seat. Amen. And so Mm -hmm. Jesus makes, uh, makes a a decision or, or, or gives us judgment, um, or pronounces judgment at the judgment seat. And, and, and simply put, and if we were to just, um, state Hebrews six, one through one and two, to just put it simply, uh, there, there will never be any changes. There will be no revisions. There will be no alterations made to his pronouncement. So when you stand before God at the judgment seat, amen. Mm-hmm. And he goes over mm-hmm. all the things that you, you did, didn't do. Amen. Uh, whatever that judgment, whatever is pronounced, it is for eternity. It will not be reversed. Amen. It will not change. Mm-hmm. So in essence, what we do with the cross determines where we, where we will spend eternity. What we do with the cross, whether we believe or not, determines where we will spend eternity. But the way, listen to me here, this is the key. The way we live as believers determines how we will live forever. Let me say that again. What we do with the cross determines where we'll spend eternity, heaven or hell. Amen. But the way we as believers, we that are saved, the way we live will determine how we will live forever. And remember once, once God gives that pronouncement at the judgment seat, it is eternal. It does not change. Okay. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. All right. Amen. Now here's the thing. And you know, some of us, we thought this way, like many of us may have thought that when we thought about heaven, that heaven just consisted of, um, of, of, of nothing more than disembodied, um, souls and, uh, a non-physical experience where we're, we're, we're experiencing love and peace. You know, there's no suffering and that's true. Those things are true. We will experience love, peace. There won't be any suffering there. Some saints also anticipate, um, that, 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 that it'll be a uh, heavenly or celestial, um, of, uh, we'll be floating on clouds there. Right. And we'll be chilling on the clouds, right. And eating grapes <laughs> and playing harps. We see it celestial. And then some people see heaven as one nonstop worship service. And just that we would be in worship just 24, 10. Everybody has different different views of what heaven's going to be like. Amen. But the things Mm -hmm. that I just mentioned, those things are just myths. Amen. 
They're just myths. Mm -hmm. None of that is found in scripture. Now we will do some praising. Amen. You know, cause we're in the presence of God. There is love, joy, and mm -hmm. peace. But as far as the celestial thing, we're floating around and we're, you know, hallelujah. And we're they, no, 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 that, that is that, that's that they, those are missed and missed and missed, excuse me. And none of them are found in scripture. So the best of this life, the best of this life is, but a shadow of the eternal. Because when we go to heaven, right? When we're there eternally, there will be communities to plan. It's not just, we're going to be praising God with this all day long standing. No, there are going to be communities to plan. There are going to be cities to build. There are going to be nations to oversee. There are going to be galaxies to explore and develop and, and, and more that lines up with how we were created to live. Amen. The real kingdom. Mm -hmm. We'll be in the real kingdom. Amen. But we will not just be sitting around uh, just at the feet of Jesus and humming. No, there's things that will be done. There will be assignments. Amen. There'll be people doing different jobs and things throughout the city and, and planning. Amen. So mm -hmm. if you, if you, and I, if we would view the judgment seat, I want you to take a minute and just view the judgment seat, <clears throat> excuse me, as the interview and evaluation, just view it for a minute. So the judgment seat is the interview and eva evaluation that will determine our everlasting position in his capital city. Amen. So whatever we get before God and, and, and we stand to get our rewards, uh, we, we, whatever pronouncement that God gives us, we're, we're, we're making it as though let's just think it as it, uh, as being an interview and evaluation that determines what we, what we will be doing, uh, for eternity, uh, in his capital city or the new heaven. All right. Or the new earth. And so with that in mind, prophetess, let's look at how the here and the now will be examined at judgment. Okay. Key. That's the second mm -hmm. key. Let's look at how the here and now we're here in the earth, how the here and now is going to affect us at the judgment seat. Amen. All right. Mm -hmm. Any questions so far? Cause I'm moving. All right. Amen. 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 So go with me to second Corinthians, please. Uh, chapter five and verse 10. Chapter five and verse 10, I'll be coming out of the Amplified Bible. I'm reading it from the Amplified and I'm asking you to go with me there, please. To second Corinthians uh, chapter five and verse 10. And it reads as follows. I'm going to read it again from the Amplified. It says, for we must all, I would underline that all appear and be revealed as we are before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive his pay according to what he has done in the what? In the body, whether good or whether evil, considering what his purpose, considering what his purpose and motive have been. That's an underline right there in the Amplified. All right. So when we stand before God, he's going to consider what our purpose and our motives, what were they? Amen. And what mm -hmm. we have achieved, uh, what we have been busy with 
and given himself and his attention to accomplishing. So what were you doing for the kingdom? Amen. What were your motives when you stand before God? Amen. And remember now he's giving out, he's giving out rewards and these rewards will be everlasting and they will not change. And they're going to base be based on those things. I like the way the Amplify breaks it down. Your motives well, and what he has and what you have achieved, what you've been busy with, uh, what you have given your attention to and, 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 and in terms of accomplishing and, and doing for the kingdom. Amen. So I think to break mm-hmm. it down further, I, I would say that, that God's grace, he, what, 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 he, what, what, what this description means is that God's grace is, is to, to, to us in forgiving, um, our sins. God gives grace to forgive our sins, right? But it does not mm-hmm. mean he's careless about how we as Christians live our earthly lives. So yes, we're Christians. Yes, there's grace, but he still gives consideration on how we lived our life here in the earth. Now we will stand before him and be held uh, to account for our choices, saints of God. And that accountability will not affect, let's say, um, it won't affect our eternal, uh, our eternal desti- destination or yeah, destiny. So we will give an account of our choices. We'll give an account of our motives and all of those things, but you won't go to hell. <laughs> You're saved. Amen. You are saved, <laughs> but now you got some things that you got to do, some consequences that God's going to say, okay, yes, you're saved. Yes. Your sins are forgiven. However, there's some things that we got to talk about that went on in the earth that were not according to his will, that were not according to his word, that was not in obedience. Amen. Y'all with me? All right. All right. So now as believers, as I just said, our sins, which would have condemned us to hell, they are now eradicated. They're forgiven. They're, 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 they're washed away by the blood of Jesus and they are forever forgiven. We're forever forgiven of our sins. Amen. And go to Hebrews mm-hmm. eight and 12 for that Hebrews eight and 12. Go there, please. In Hebrews eight and 12, it says, for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins. And their lawless deeds. He says, I will remember no more. So for the saved, we're saved. Our sins are forgiven forever, for eternity. But the things, the choices we made, especially those choices and things that we did that were contrary to the word of God. Amen. Or in disobedience. Mm -hmm. And so yet, even though our salvation is, is, is locked in, we're good. There is still evil or bad behavior that we will have to give an account for at the believer's judgment. And so here I need you to to make note or just to, to listen in for that word evil. The word evil in the Greek, right? And I don't have to say what the Greek word is, but the word evil in Greek, it is defined as pertaining to being bad, <laughs> pertaining to being bad, uh, 
with the implication of harmful, being harmful and damaging. Okay, so pertaining to being bad with implications of being harmful and damaging. And it also means to recede, to retire or retreat, right? So in other words, the word evil in Greek, it means, or it is implying of a damaging effect. One that can be caused not only by what we do, profitless flow, but also by retreating or retiring. Or if I would just make it real simple, it, uh, uh, it, it, it means by what we did not do. So not only are you going to be judged on what you've done in the flesh, but also the things that he told you to do, or you knew you were supposed to do and you, what you didn't do it. Amen. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So now it will not only, it, it will not only include uh, what we did, like I said, but also the missed opportunities, the things that we didn't do. You heard the Lord say this, Lord Jesus, I'm I'm just like, Lord, help me, (laughs) you know, and you, you, you know, you just were defiant and disobedient and you, you, you didn't do it, you know? So, you know, we always think about what we, you know, oh, you know, the sins of the, but you, well, disobedience is sin, right? So, (laughs) and so we're going to be judged on those things. Again, you will not lose your salvation. You'll go to heaven, but there are some rewards. All right. And so oftentimes scripture refers to us as builders. If you look at scripture, it it refers to us as builders. Now you could view it as being, let's say we are sub, we're subcontractors. Let's just say that we're subcontractors and we're erecting God's custom home that he's going to dwell in. And his home has a name and his name is Zion. Go to Psalms uh, 132, go to Psalms 132 verses 13 and 14. Amen. So we're imagining, let's just say for illustration purposes that we're subcontractors and we're erecting God's custom home that God's going to dwell in forever. Amen. His home has a name and it's called Zion in Psalms 132, 13 and 14. It says for the Lord have chosen Zion. He have desired it for his what? his habitation. Verse 14. This is my rest forever. Here will I dwell for I have desired it. Amen. And so it's materials, it's materials consist of living stones, right? And and that would be all of us, the believers. Let's go to first Peter two and five, please go to first Peter two and five. Amen. And verse first Peter two and five, it says, ye also us as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Amen. So we're the sub subcontractors. We're building up this, this custom made home where God's going to dwell in forever. Amen. And it consists of lively stones. We're the lively stones go to Isaiah 28 and 16 because we're the, 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 yeah, we're the, the living stones. Amen. And, and, and Jesus is the chief cornerstone. So let's go to Isaiah 28 and 16. 
And Isaiah 28 and 16, it says, therefore, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Amen. So Jesus is the cornerstone. We are those living stones. Amen. We are the contractors mm. in this body. God is going, we're building it up. Now you can't build it with anything. That's the next thing. Amen. Cause he's going to dwell in it forever. And so Peter identifies our assignments as believers. We are his what workmanship. Go to Ephesians two and 10. Am I going too fast? Florence, are you following? No, good. Okay. Peter tells us what our assignment is. He says in Ephesians 2 and 10, he says that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for what? For good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now notice uh, Paul writes, we should, I underline that in Ephesians 2 and 10, he says we should walk in it. So what does that mean when he says we should? Do we have a choice? Do we have a choice? Yeah, here? Sure. You have a choice because he didn't say you would walk in it. Right. He says that you should mm -hmm. walk in it. Amen. So mm -hmm. Paul writes that we should and not would fulfill these tasks. And so this is what we should be working on while we're here on the earth. If we retreat from this assignment, right. If we retreat from our assignment, which Peter gives us in Ephesians 2 and 10, if we retreat from that by choosing to live in a way that is motivated by temporary selfish gain, this would be considered one of the evil behaviors. In other words, you're walking in disobedience. You're not, um, you're not building, you're not building your, your building. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying it right. Constructing your building. Um, with the ways of God through the principles and precepts of God's word. Amen. Make sense. Make sense. Mm -hmm. well? So in first Corinthians three and 10, I'm giving you a lot of scripture. Go to first um, Corinthians three and 10. Now it says here, this is evil. If you're not building this temple that God's going to live in for eternity, forever, you're not constructing it right with the, with the right, right stuff. It's evil. Amen. It's evil. It's an evil behavior. It's con considered one of the evil behaviors. And so here in first Corinthians three and 10 is Paul says here, whoever is building on this foundation, right? Must be very careful. Look at here. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master, wise master, what a wise master master builder. I have laid the foundation and another builds thereon. but here's the warning, but let every man take heed how he does what, how he builds there upon. Interesting, isn't it? Interesting. Mm. How are you building <laughs> this building? as the subcontractor where God's going to abide and live for eternity. How are you building it? How should we be building it? We should be building our foundation on Jesus, the word of God. 
living our lives according to his what? His principles and his precepts. Did he say your ideals? No. Did he say the world's ideas? No. Nope. Amen. Here's a key. Here's a nugget. So, so it's obvious people of God, please listen to me on tonight because I'm going to teach this thing. It is obvious that how we build is of importance. How we build, are you building this building on what the world says, the world's ideas, the world's precepts, <laughs> or are you building your building, your sure foundation, right? Are you constructing it on the word of God? Are you building with his eternal word or are we listening to the spirit of this age? Are we rebuilding by his spirit or are we caving into our own self seeking desires? Hmm. Motives. Selfishness. Disobedience. Doing things that you weren't called to do. You weren't called to do that, but you're over there doing it, right? Those things. First Corinthians, go there. First Corinthians 3 and 12. First Corinthians chapter three, verses 12. I actually put 12 through 14. I think it said 12 to 13, but I got on, I have here, uh, 12 through 14. Amen. All right. Paul continues in first Corinthians chapter three, 12 through 14. It says, now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, Hay, stubble, verse 13, every man's work shall be made what? Manifest. Mm, I would underline that. For the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed. How is it going to be revealed? Mm. By fire. By fire. And the fire shall try every man's what? Work. Work. Remember back over there, Paul said, talked about the works, right? He gave us our assignment. Good works. Okay. So the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. <laughs> what, again, were your motives? What was it to, 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 to establish a, a, a big ministry? Was it to be seen? Was it to get recogni- recognition so that you can um, get an opportunity? What were your motives? All of that is not built on the word of God. In fact, it's built on the world's perceptives, right? Verse 14. If any man's work abide, which he had built there upon, he shall receive a reward. Any of that other stuff? Not in the word of God contrary to the word of God that you chose to disobey or you chose 
selfish motives and gains the fire. Right? It says here, will we be, be it will be revealed by fire. Mm-hmm. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. And it's so deep that it goes in it, it goes into your heart. <laughs> My God, I start thinking about something. I don't know about y'all, but I started thinking about some stuff because some stuff, you know what? Some stuff I did, I, my motives weren't, weren't really pure mm-hmm. and I had to repent because I said, Lord, when I stand before you, I'm repenting right now. You know what I mean? And, 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 and we were talking about, um, I think with the ministers, we were talking about that false humility. Amen. This would kind of fall. This would fall in line with that. Why are you doing things? Is it because you have um, poor self image, low self esteem, but over here in the church, I got a little esteem so I can boss people around. It's not really about the kingdom of God, but me having this position, we must examine. I'm going to take this, this, um, this, this assignment, but God said, don't take it, but I'm going to take it because a B and C is going to be there. And it might give me an opportunity to be elevated, to be seen in my mind. What is it? I'm going to do this, take this, um, basket to sister so-and-so and let people know why are you doing it? So people know that you're taking the basket over and you get some of the brownie points. What are our motives? What, what are we doing? God tells you to go over and, and, and plant $10 in sister Jean's hand and you hear it, but you don't do it. The Bible tells us to love our enemies, right? And do good to those who despitefully use us and say, all oh, men are evil against us. But I made up in my mind, I ain't forgiving nobody and I ain't doing no good to them. See what I'm saying? <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I know this is a quiet one. I ain't going to get a lot of typing on the, on the, I'm, I'm not, but it's okay. Cause I'm going to teach it. Because you know what? They're not teaching this stuff, but I'm going to teach it. So you have no excuse. Just you know, like I'll have none. Go ahead, Sister Sharon. You know, because a $10 seems so insignificant to that person. They want to do something. I want to give a $1,000 to this other one so I can be seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And $10 is, it may look like something small to you, but to that person you give it to, they're going to um, bless God for you. Absolutely. Because you never know that ten might be the last the ten dollars they need to pay off something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes you look, you don't look at we don't look through God's eyes, we look through our own eyes of flesh. Absolutely. A- Amen. But I was gonna ask you a question. Look, I was gonna ask you a question about verse 15. Mm-hmm. That is so confusing to me. First Corinthians 3:15. Yeah. Yep, we're gonna get there. That's the next one. Okay. So hold it, hold it. Might answer it before we get there. But yes, hold on to that. That's going to be the next, the next okay. um, scripture. And so we see here in Paul in First Corinthians three twelve through fourteen, we see what Paul says here in Second Corinthians four and eight. Okay, the, the scripture after this, oh, Minister Ma. <laughs> this one is not up, but in Second uh, Corinthians four and eighteen, the Bible says, "So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen." Since what is seen is temporary, but what is not seen is eternal. I think that we're fixing our attention on here and now. And I told you at the very beginning here and now is just like a little tiny pin drop. It's like that little tiny seed. It's so minute. You won't even be able to see it. Amen. When, when dropped into eternity, but we spend a a lot of time building up stuff here 
Amen. But eternity is eternity and it's not going to change. So things that we, Oh, shiny little. So what we ought to be doing is building up our spirit, man. Amen. To live for eternity with God, because that's where it's going to remain forever. Amen. That's where you're going to be forever. And this is what, this is what, what, what the lesson is trying to, to gather at. Let's think of it this way. People got there. There are many ways that we can choose to spend, spend our God given time. If, if we live to build for self, for self gain, uh, the temporary, it will be considered combustible material. Amen. It's temporal. Ain't gonna last. If we live Mm -hmm. selflessly to build his kingdom, it's viewed as material that isn't destroyed, but what purified, what are we living for? Oh God, help us. Lord, help me, help me. The fire that examines our lives will be the word of God. So you want to know, start looking in that mirror, amen. And letting it purge you being honest. Uh, prophet is slow says that all the time being honest. It's just you and God. God already knows. He just needs you to, to admit it so that the work can begin. What is that heart like? Man, we can sugarcoat it. We can sugarcoat it. We can talk the right thing. We can have the right expression. But in your heart, in your heart, oh, I'll be seen. You know, you, you, good stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not going to mm-hmm. speak to her. I see them over there. You know, you know. Hey, man, y'all got a little riff. And you looking like it. Don't even come over here because you're going to avoid things like that. That's in our heart. Amen. Those are in our heart. Amen. So, so if we live selflessly to build his kingdom, it's viewed as material that will not be destroyed, but it's purified. The fire that examined our lives will be the word of God. In other words, how did our, listen to these words, please. How did our motives, our words, and behavior line up with the word of God. Should I say that again, Florence? Go for it. How did our motives see? That's not seen, right? Some of that stuff is not seen because it's in the heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's see the kingdom mm-hmm. dealing with your heart. The word of God is dealing with your what? Your heart, because that's eternal. Amen. So the word of God is going to to to, to examine our lives, right? On our motives. Our words, Hoshamadiosa, and behavior, how it lined up or did not line up with the word of God. Woo. Paul then goes on to say, and here's where Minister Mott says she's confused. Well, not confused, but she wanna know a little bit about it. First Corinthians 3 and 15. Let's go there. First Corinthians 3 and 15. First Corinthians three and 15. It says any man's work, any man's work shall be burned. He shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved. Yet. So as by fire, that was part of 15, 13, 14 and 15. I don't want to go back, but if any man's work shall be burnt, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved. Yes. So as by fire. So, but if the work is burned up, right? 
The scripture is saying the builder will suffer great loss. You will not lose your salvation. You will go to heaven. Let me just keep saying that the believer will go to heaven, but you're going to suffer great loss. <laughs> Amen. This is why I'm telling you, you need to think about how we're living here. Cause this is just a little bit. And we over here, you know, acting like God is not great and he's not awesome. And we're not respecting him. We're not in all of him. We're not in fear of him anymore. But he's saying here, yes, you're going to make it in. Even if some of your work is burnt up, it's going to affect your reward. But, and you're going to suffer a great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of fire. Isn't that interesting? The builder will be saved. You're going to be saved, but like someone barely, barely escaping through a wall of flames. So, so let's, let's look a little deeper at this verse. Let's look a little deeper. I have it on the board here. Let's go a little deeper and look at this verse. First, notice the builder is saved. All right, Minister Mott, I hope this is going to help you. First notice that the builder is saved. The believer will be saved. This is not about an unbeliever who is condemned. Now everybody going to go to heaven. That's the thing. We all going to go, but then it's going to the sheep and sheep and the goat, right? We're going to go over to the judgment seat and they're going to go to the great white throne where they're, you know, they'll be lost through eternity. They'll have the second death. Amen. We're going to be judged on our deeds. Those things that I just told you. Amen. And then you're going to get your rewards. But here's the thing. Even though you're going to get your, your reward, you're going to suffer some loss. Hold on with me. You're going to suffer some loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping mm -hmm. through a wall of fire. Amen. So the builder is saved. And we said, it's not about the unbeliever who was condemned to the lake of fire forever, but rather one who will eternally live in God's kingdom. So we're going to live in the kingdom. Glory to God. So we're mm -hmm. going to live in the kingdom, but let me just say, you're going to suffer some loss. And remember it's for eternity. All right. Second, the loss is going to be great. 15 says the loss is going to be great. The Greek word used here, it implies punishment or loss. Okay. The Greek word here for great implies punishment or loss. Now, most scholars believe that it's, it's not punishment. Amen. Because our sins, you know, we good. <laughs> Jesus did that for us. However, the word does suggest a sense of profound loss. Glory to God. You know what I think it's like? It's like, this is what you could have had. <laughs> Cause some people like, Oh, if I just make it in, no, I don't want to just make it in glory to God. I want my rewards. I don't want to suffer great loss. Right? So you, you're going to make it in, but it's going to be a profound loss. Amen. And keep in mind yeah. that this intense loss that you're, that, that you, that you will be, will, will experience, um, will, will not only be felt at the judgment seat, right? When you're before Christ, but also it'll affect you for, for forever. It will be forever. So this profound loss that you will experience, right? Great loss. Think of the emotion. Think of standing before, you know, you're like, okay, I made it in, 
but he's showing you this, this is where you missed A, B, C, C, C. So this is where, where I wanted you to be right. But because of your choices, your decision, you're way over here, but it's so severe. You hear what I'm saying? That it's a great loss. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm going to give an example a little later. Um, look at the third point. It says the comparison given is like one barely escaping through a wall of fire. Think about barely escaping through a wall of fire, right? So, mm-hmm. so let's make it relevant. Let's just try to bring it up to, to 2023. Can we do that? Let's just try to bring this scenario up and give an illustration of this great loss that you're going to suffer and the emotion that will come with it. That will be for what? Eternity, honey. Okay. Not just right at the seat. That's going to be with you throughout. You ain't never going to never dissipate that loss that you're experiencing. Okay. So imagine, imagine some of us, Elder Banks, I know she get ready. A prophetess flow. Imagine mm-hmm. preparing for your retirement. Now, you know, when we prepare for our retirement, this is a good thing, right? We're excited about it. We're looking to get everything in, in check and in order. Amen. Because that, that great day is coming. <laughs> that great day. Well, I don't, I don't have to, you know, I want to make my way to the, to the J-O-B. All right. So just imagine you're preparing for your retirement. And on that day, the bank's, Shut down with all your money. Like the bank that just, they just had to bail out. The people lost all their money. Just imagine you're all your money in there, right? Your IRA, mm-hmm. <laughs> your savings for retirement is lost because the bank just defaulted. They're gone. All right. That same day, the same day, social security and all the companies holding your other money, your 401, <laughs> Right. They go bankrupt. Your savings go bankrupt. Your, your social security ain't coming through. They're gone. All of your IRAs, all your 401s, done. Cleaned out, bankrupt. Your home burns to the ground with you barely escaping with your life. All in the same day. Basically, you've lost what? Everything, right? You all excited about retirement and now you've lost what? Everything in one day. Now, wouldn't that be probably, I would think it would be considered a disaster, right? Wouldn't that be a disaster if you got Mm -hmm. to that day and all of this just fell in your lap? That would be horrible. Mm -hmm. How would you feel? That would just be, (laughs) can you imagine the emotion behind that? Just think about that for a moment. You didn't work. Yes. Yeah. Lost everything. Yeah, Absolutely. But in this case, they ready to retire. You didn't work 30 years, 40 years, and you all set. This is it. <laughs> Elder Banks says, yikes. <laughs> and, and, and it's it. <laughs> yeah. I can, I, you know what? That would, that would be personified horrible. It really would. You all set mm-hmm. and you turn in your paperwork. I am retired. And now all of this disaster, <laughs> what would be that emotional state? How would you feel? How would you feel if that scenario were to be true? Good mm. God of Jesus. You don't even want to imagine that, do you? <laughs> you really, you don't even want to put your mind around that, especially if you're close to retirement. 
So it, you know you can feel, you can taste it. You lick at your chop. Yeah. For that day. Right. And all of a sudden that happens. The Ooh. whole yeah, that emotion, all of that that comes with is horrible. It's horrible. And this is the description Paul would kind of use to describe how some believers will enter eternity. Because it's not just for a short period of time. It will be throughout eternity. Imagine what it could have been. Right? Because now you got to go back to work. <laughs> you you got to find a home. You got to start from what? From, from, from scratch. And here you 60 years old, 65, 67. What? It would be, it would just be just devastating. Amen. And so again, this is how Paul's kind of like, that's how he's trying to describe what's, what will happen when you get there. Right. And you stand before God in the judgment seat. And he says, you know, did you do this? What were your motives with this? Blah, 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 blah. And then he hands out the reward and it is devastating. But you, but it could have been, it could have been wonderful. Yeah, you make it in, but who just wants to make it in? Do y'all just want to make it in? I don't want to just make it in. Nope. I want my rewards. Nope. <laughs> Amen. I want everything. Yeah. I want everything. Listen, I've heard some preachers say some people gonna be be working in the fields. I don't want to work in the fields. I want to be in the palace. Y'all want to be? I want to be planting the cities. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, you don't want our mansion. Yeah, our own mansion. Yeah, not putting someone else's mansion out. (laughs) And I don't know. Maybe the mansions might be switched up too with the reward. You thinking you gonna get this big? (laughs) But when you stand before me, like, well, y'all got a little mansion for you down there. (laughs) See down there where the fields down there. (laughs) But you made it in, and this is for eternity. Because we made choices here that I'm going to do it my way, that my motives are jacked up, that I'm not going to be obedient to the word of God. I'm not going to listen to Holy Spirit. You see what I'm saying? This is just a little bit. Mm -hmm. No, think about those decisions that you make because the decisions that you make here are going to affect you over in eternity. And those rewards, they will not be, they will not be changed. Whatever God decrees and declares, that's it for eternity. Making sense? Does it make sense, y'all? Yeah. Ooh, glory to God. Glory. But thanks for explaining uh, the wall of fire. Amen. We can figure out Amen. what that means. Yet you be saved as by fire. It's like, what? Amen. Amen. Praise but God. But the skin of their teeth. And you know there's no skin yeah. on teeth. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to make it like that. Woo. You at the bottom of the bottom. Way at the bottom. Way, way. And so you, it's almost like, you know what I'm thinking? Even I'm just, this is my own thought pattern, not, not, not scripture, but it's like you get in the bones. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like what's left down there when you don't have to. This is the thing. You don't have to. You have to think about what you're doing now here. Are you obeying God's precepts, his words, walking in obedient, doing what he's called you to do? Right. We can do that now because it's going to affect over there. Now, Paul tells us that the believer is saved. Right. He tells us the believer is saved. However, everything is burned up and forever lost. <laughs> all, mm-hmm. all that you thought you were doing. Right. Amen. Mm. It's an eternal judgment. It's an eternal decision. Now, understand me, please understand Pastor Mallory to be saved is nothing significant, insignificant. It's not insignificant to be saved, right? 
it, it is way more better than being lost in the lake of fire for eternity. You know? Yes. And we will Amen. certainly all rejoice beyond measure. Right? You'll, you, you'll be happy you made it in. But we, we're not just making it in. But there, but, but, but there will be a sense of what could have been for you. You know, and I hear people just saying, ah, I, even right now on the line, teaching. Well, you know what? I made it in. That's such a who? You ever hear people that I, I made? No, you, no, no. That's why I'm giving you the I lesson now. Go ahead, Minister. I heard someone say, I just want to be a, a gatekeeper at, you know, something like that. Something similar to that. I don't want to be a gatekeeper. Now I want to have my own. I'll let you be my, you can be my gatekeeper. I have my mansion. You can keep the gate to my mansion. Is that false humility? I'm going to get over and above. <laughs> that might be false humility. Listen, I want the man, like I said, Lord, I'm gonna, I repent because I already know. Now y'all can, y'all can sit here and play with it and, 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 and judge and do whatever you want. I, listen, I'm thinking about eternity for me. So Lord, yeah, there were some things that I did that were not right in my heart. There's some things that you told me to do. And I flat out said, I wasn't going to do it. I was disobedient. I repent Lord. Because what I do over here ain't nothing to, compared to what I'm going to lose over here with you. When I stand before God, and I'm sure I have others on this line, when we stand before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, I want to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Glory to God. I said, Lord, is it too late? I know it's been some years. I said, but Lord, you know what? I didn't understand it like that. And I really didn't. This opened my eyes. You know how you hear things, you know. But this became revelation to me. It became serious to me. Amen. And that's why I'm teaching it. You know, I'm like, listen, they ain't teaching hell and all. I'm going to teach whatever the Lord tells me to teach. You know, if it's two people, one person, whatever, so be it. Amen. So this is so that I can like wake up and get, get, get right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get right. If it ain't right, get those areas right in your life. And if you didn't know, now you you know. So you're accountable. Just like I'm accountable. Yeah. You got an understanding yeah. now. Amen? Any questions so far? I'm almost at the end. Any questions? Well, I don't have a question. I just want to say, I want prayer because I want to go deeper in God. I don't want to just barely make it in. I want to fire God in my life. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Absolutely. And we'll remember that prophetess flow when we close out. Amen. 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 All right. Lord Jesus. This is probably why Paul goes on to say these words. Go to 2 Corinthians 5 and 11. 2 Corinthians 5 and 11. I got little pictures up here. Come on, you missing it. The judgment seat of Christ. I got the individual bowing down before King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Getting his crown. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yeah. Getting his crown. Amen. Now, this is probably why Paul goes on to say these words in 2 Corinthians 5 and 11. He says, knowing, well, I'm going to go up here because I think I got 10 through 11. It says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That each one may receive the things done in the body. According to what he has done, whether good or Verse 11, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men 
And so when we're talking about terror, now, you know, we're not talking about being terrorized, but we're saying a reverential fear of God. You know what I'm saying? Because when you have reverential fear of God, this just, you just won't go so far. There's some things you just not going to do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Unless you've lost that. There were some things that I just would not do because, you know, I just had that reverential fear of God. But you know what? I'm I'm here to say, you know, I kind of fell off the wagon, you know, because God started to become a little common to me. And I forgot that he is God. Amen. He is God. And so I think the, 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 the straw that broke the camel back with me was when the Lord had told me, gave me instructions to do something. And I battled with it and battled with it. And then I went to one point that I told the Lord, you know what, Lord, I'm just going to be disobedient because I'm going to go ahead and do it. I said that to God. Now, you know, I done lost my mind. <laughs> I lo- Listen, I'm trying to help somebody. I've done lost my mind. Amen. Because how are you to tell the king of kings, the Lord of Lord, the creator of all what you're not going to do? See what I'm saying? But when you have that fear, that reverential fear of him and honor mm. and respect for him, you ain't going to tell somebody you respect, right? Did you, you, did you highly respect and honor? You would not tell them something. They came to you. I'm not doing that. I, you, you wouldn't go off on them like that. I had to check my heart. God, forgive me. I didn't bump my head somewhere. Whatever you say, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do. Yes, Lord. Amen. And so this Mm -hmm. is what he's talking about here in second Corinthians. You know, he's telling us, you know, to have that reverential fear. That we just not going to do anything. You know, we're just not going to disobey. We're just not going to. Um, you know, just not respect his word, you know, not respect him. So, so listen to me as I end, cause I'm ending nine Oh one. I'm ending. It is my hope that the Holy fear that I just talked about that Paul identifies here in, in second Corinthians here. Uh, chapter of uh, chapter five, uh, uh, chapter five, verse 10 and 11, that, that, that he identifies will persuade all of us. It persuaded me properly flow to not waste our mm-hmm. time on foolishness, on things that do not profit or to spend it focus on your own projected and pre uh, perceived image. But what I'm hoping on tonight after hearing this message is that our gift of time here, which is just very like that vapor, that the time, our gift of time, it is a gift here on this earth. Be dedicated, people of God. Be dedicated in obedience. In obedience, not obedience to what you want to do, what I want to do, what mm-hmm. I, but your obedience, that it would be dedicated to the obedience of God's word 
and his spirit and that alone. Check your hearts. Check your motives. Check your words. Because what you're doing here is going to affect eternity. And when you stand before the judgment seat of Christ, whatever that is that he dictates or declares over you is forever and ever and ever. And remember how it felt, the illustration, the great loss, because you're going to see what what it could have been for you. But this is what you got. It's a great loss and you're barely making it in. Amen. Any do you, questions? Do you, no. mm-hmm. do you know? Do you know that the 14th chapter of Romans and 10th verse talks about the desert of Christ too? Amen. Amen. I know. I thought it was in Revelation. Yeah. Amen. No, no, it might be um, mentioned again in Revelation. Powerful. Let mm-hmm. you know when God says something twice. You know it's it's there. Mm-hmm. It's sealed. It's filled and delivered. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. You know, it took me going to Bible school and then I'm going to turn it over to you, the prophets, uh, you prophetess flow. It took me going to Bible school. I didn't know that everybody went to heaven and some people and the, and the instructor said, you don't want to go to the great white throne. And I was like, I ain't never heard of great because I was in Bible school this years ago. The great white throne. What is that all about? He said, no, that's <laughs> if you go in there, you in trouble. <laughs> you go to the judgment seat of Christ because that's where all the sinners are going to go to that great white throne. Amen. So we, we thank God. Oh, I pray that this um, blessed you as it blessed me um, to really, it, I'm telling you, it's changing me. You know, it really is. The word of God is really changing um, just a lot of things in, in, in my heart and in my life. I'm serious. When I get there, I, I, I just want him to say, you know, well done. So while I'm over here and I can repent because I know and you know, I'm going to be really stern here. You know your motives. You know, in your heart and God knows. And so he's given us this lesson on the night because he doesn't want to see us miss all. Listen, all that he has in store for us, for our rewards. When we get there, he wants you to be able to receive everything. So if you know, repent, ask, you know, God, you know, God, forgive me. Repent, turn, get your heart right. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. And I'm going to turn it over to you. um, Prophetess Flo. Um, for the remainder Amen. of our of our Amen. night. Amen. Praise God. There's no questions. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. Lord God, we thank you for this word on tonight, Lord Jesus. And Father, we come before you tonight repenting, Lord God. Hallelujah. Repenting before you, Lord Jesus. And you know what's on the inside of each and every one of our hearts, Lord God. And Lord God, we, we thank you for the, the avenue and the window of repentance, oh God. Hallelujah, that we can get it right before you, even after we get off this line. Lord yes, Lord. And Father, we ask that, Lord God, that this word, Lord, would be hidden in our heart, Lord Jesus, that we may not sin against you. Hallelujah, Lord God, that we would uh, not just say words, Lord Jesus, but that we would make a, a turnaround, Lord mm. Jesus, that we would, our minds would be changed, Lord Jesus. Mm, yes, God. and Lord God, hallelujah, Thank that you, you would Jesus. truly get the glory and the honor out of our lives, yes, Lord God. Yes. So we thank you for this lesson on tonight, thank Lord you, Jesus. Father. We thank you for thank you, Father. Lord God, uh, allowing Pastor to teach it, Lord Jesus, and Lord God, that we would take this thing for thank real, you, Father. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord God, that we would just allow it on the inside, God, yes, because God. you really are changing us from the inside out. Yes, Lord. You are making your uh, word and, and revelation available to us, Lord yes, Jesus, God. so that we can yield 
and allow you to change us from the inside out. So, Lord, we thank you for this lesson on tonight. And we will, hallelujah, hide it in our hearts that we may not sin against you. Father, we love you, we adore you, and we do appreciate the fact that you love us enough to allow us to hear the truth. In Jesus' name we do. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. And remember, Jesus is Lord. Amen. Have a wonderful day. Amen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.